G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. And basically recognising him as the Messiah and got all of the religious leaders riled up. And as I like what Dr. Chuck Missler says, when the Pharisees and Sadducees get themselves all riled up, you start digging to find out what mm. they're upset about. Yeah. Don't just read over that. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. People like to describe Jesus as meek and mild, lowly and gentle, and those descriptions are true. But what about the time that Jesus cursed a fig tree for having no fruit, or when he seemed to lose his temper completely and drove everyone out of the temple? How can we reconcile these seemingly very different personalities, and what did it all mean? You know, the funny thing is we talk about the Son of God and, and, and Jesus and his nature and his character, and those those two things actually seem kind of out of character for him. Mm. People think he like he lost his cool. He like he just flipped yeah. his lid, and he and, and and almost irrational. How can you? Why curse a fig tree? Like mm. cursing the fig tree. I mean, the thing shriveled up and died because it didn't have <laughs> any fruit, and it all also seems irrational because it, scripture says it wasn't even the season yeah, for figs. Right. Yeah, so that was like a, how, yeah. what a it's an unrealistic expectation of he the was poor angry. fig tree. Yeah, so. Here's the thing, though. You look at this and you think, oh, that seems so out of character, but you kind of have to jump into a little bit of Jewish-Israeli history, mm. all right? So before we tackle those, I would really encourage you to read the entire book of Malachi, which is the last prophetic book in the Old Covenant. And what you find, I mean, most preachers will preach from Malachi as a as a motivation to get people to give tithes and offerings, mm-hmm. okay? That's yep. generally speaking. Malachi 3.10. There you go. <laughs> that generally is what people focus on. But what they don't realize is that it, the people were actually bringing their tithes and offerings. The people weren't doing anything wrong. If you read it, God sent the prophet Malachi to rebuke the religious leaders because they had the corrupt. they had corrupted the temple and they were ripping God off from tithes and offerings, mm. and they were keeping the best for themselves and giving God the scungy ones. So it wasn't the people who weren't tithing and offering. Really? It was the priesthood. Mm. It was the religious leaders. And God warned them through the prophet Malachi, get your act together. Stop ripping me off. Do what I told you, and you're going to see that I will bless you and I will provide for you. Mm. Okay, That was the message of Malachi. Not the people. The leadership were, were leading the people into error, but it was the, the religious leadership that were corrupt. They were greedy. It was all for their own self-profit and benefit. Mm. Okay, so that's, that's that little bit of history. Now, 400 years later, Jesus comes into Jerusalem and he goes into, tem- into the temple. Nothing much has changed. The religious leadership in the temple did not listen to God's warning from the prophet Malachi, but things were actually worse. That's point one. Secondly, there are a number of symbols in the Bible that represent the Jewish people. The olive tree is one. The fig tree is another. And 
you often see these symbols of this of the nation because for the ver- there are various different elements and characteristics about those particular trees. Then there's also the menorah is another one, which is, mm. you know, very much a Jewish symbol of the Jewish people and they're supposed to be a light to the nations. Okay, so there's a lot of symbolism in, in a number of things that represent the Jews. But I'm going to focus on the fig tree because uh, of something that God told prophet Jeremiah about them. Okay, this is um, a passage from Jeremiah 24, 1 to 8. It's a little bit long, but just bear with me, okay? So after Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away the captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, and the officials of Judah with the craftsmen and smiths from Jerusalem and had brought them to Babylon, the Lord showed me, behold, two baskets of figs set before the temple of the Lord. And one basket had very good figs, like first ripe figs, and the other basket had very bad figs, which couldn't be eaten due to rottenness. And then the Lord said to me, what do you see, Jeremiah? And I said, figs, the good figs, very good, and the bad figs, very bad, which can't be eaten due to rottenness. And then the word of the Lord came to me saying, thus says the Lord God of Israel, like those figs, good figs, so I'll regard as good the captives of Judah, whom I've sent out from this place into the land of the Chaldeans. For I'll set my eyes on them for good. Okay, this is Good, righteous Jews Mm. being sent into captivity, all right? But he's going to look after them. And I'll bring them again to this land, and I'll build them up and not overthrow them, and I'll plant them, and they will not be plucked up. I'll give them a heart to know me, for I am the Lord, and they'll be my people, and I'll be their God, for they'll return to me with their whole heart. But like the bad figs, which can't be eaten due to rottenness, indeed, thus says the Lord, So I'll abandon Zedekiah, king of Judah, and his officials. Okay, that's the leadership. And the remnant of Jerusalem who remain in this land and the ones who dwell in the land of Egypt. Okay, so you're seeing this Mm. picture. He's cranky with the people, but there's a remnant of righteous Jews he's going to look after. And he's using figs, good and bad, to represent the people. Okay, so keep this in mind. When figs are used as a metaphor for the people of Israel for time after time, Keep these specific situations in mind, the book of Malachi and the corruption of the religious leadership and the figs representing the people. Then we can start to have a look at Jesus' behavior shortly before his crucifixion. That was that last week when he cursed the fig tree and then got physical in the temple. Now, in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus informed his disciples several times that he was going to suffer and die, and they really struggled. Mm. They really couldn't understand. And, you know, remember, Jesus, uh, Peter re- rebukes Jesus, yeah. and then Jesus says, hey, you're Satan. You don't understand the things of God. Mm. And th- and then they, they got confused. They didn't understand it, particularly, and you can read this in Mark chapter 10, verse 32, where Jesus actually set himself to walk and go into Jerusalem mm. knowing he was going into certain death. He knew that he was going to die. And it said he set his face like flint and he yeah. walked. And remember, Thomas turns says, let's go with him. We'll all die together. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good on you, Thomas. But what do we know about Jesus' actions? Okay, John 5.19 and John 6.38 and John 12.49, Jesus said he never did anything unless the Father told him or demonstrated it Mm. to him. He didn't do anything without God's instructions. So here's the thing. Jesus was on his way into Jerusalem. 
The crowds welcomed him as the promised Messiah, and this was evident uh, by the fact they were singing a messianic psalm and basically recognising him as the Messiah and got all of the religious leaders riled up. And as I like what Dr. Chuck Missler says, when the Pharisees and Sadducees get there, uh, get themselves all riled up, you start digging to find out what mm. they're upset about. Yeah. Don't just read over that. Uh, but then Jesus made his way into the temple. He took a really good look around. Okay, um, this is, you can see, this is in Mark 11, 11. The, di- the different gospels have slight variations, but Mark 11, 11 says that he came into Jerusalem, he took a look around, and then he left. He went back to Bethany for the night. The next day, okay, he says that he was coming into Jerusalem. He was a bit hungry. Mm. He checks out this, this fig tree that's Covered with leaves, that's looking very lush. It looks beautiful. It looks healthy and fruitful. But he gets close. There's not a fig on it. Mm. Looks great. For all intents and purposes, it's wonderful. All leafy, no fruit. Completely fruitless, barren. Got the looks, but no fruit. Yeah. He curses it, and then he makes his way into Jerusalem, into the temple. He then drives out all the money changers, those selling sacrifices, and then he quotes scripture at them. Okay, Mark eleven fifteen to 17. Then they came to Jerusalem and he entered the temple. He began to drive out those who were buying and selling in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves, and he wouldn't permit anyone to carry merchandise through the temple. And he began to teach them, saying, Isn't it written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, and you've made it a robber's den. Okay, so you've got these three Mm. things happening all at once. You've got this history of a corrupt religious leadership within the temple, ripping the people off and disobeying God. Then you've you've got this fig tree that represents the Jewish people that is looks wonderful but barren. And then you've got Jesus driving them out. My assumption is that on the night that he was in Bethany, he got his instructions from God because Jesus said, I never do anything Mm. unless the Father says so. So we'll use that scripture to springboard into our next discussion as we continue to ask this question, was Jesus in or out of control? That's next time on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.